How's it going, Katianning? Welcome to the Greatest City in the World podcast. Uh, back with Mike Rizzo. It's been a long time. We, uh, we well, were... it's not. A, I mean, I'm always around you. I, yeah, I see, <laughs> I see you like five times a week, but uh, but we haven't done this for a yeah, long no, time. Yeah, no, we haven't got together. So yeah. we're going back through, and we we're looking at the Katianning 300. Mm-hmm. We originally did this. I pulled up the video before we started, June 5th of 2019. Uh, so that's almost like 27 months ago. It's yeah. tough to believe it's been that long. So it's definitely time for a check-in. Mm-hmm. And um, I think you have some unique insights, especially since you're a, a business owner in Katanning yeah. now. And a resident. With, <laughs> with a storefront. So that's exciting. Um, there's been a lot changed for you in the last couple of years. Yeah, yeah, there has been for sure. So um, we're going to go through in this podcast the uh, four kind of problems that we're trying to solve. Uh, then the five things that we identified as the great that the greatest cities in America, greatest small towns in America, have mm-hmm. in common, and we'll see kind of how we're doing on those. Sure, sure. Where have we improved? Where do we still need to work on? So, uh, if we get right into that, well, I guess we could just run through those real quick. So the problems that we're trying to solve are blight. Um, the next one, blighted blighted housing, I should say, uh, filling up the downtown to yep. renew the local economy, um, making our government more effective and efficient. And then the other one is uh, the problem of addiction, which is mm-hmm. maybe the greatest, uh, most difficult problem to solve. Sure. But, um, so if we go through those issues first, and then we'll get in, we'll start negative, and then we'll go positive. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so the first one is is blight. Um, this is the one that maybe I have the most to say about because yeah. it's the one that I think we have the most the most tangible, hands on data for. So. Mm-hmm. Um, we're getting ready to do our third survey. We just went through an amazing summer again with um, both our church doing Summer Serve, Habitat for Humanity. And what I'm most encouraged by is like people are actually seem to be investing in their houses again. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're seeing a lot of people fix up porches and even like landlords. We're seeing landlords put new roofs on and siding and those kinds of things. And it's, it's pretty awesome to see. Um, we had one big landlord that I'm aware of that got rid of his entire portfolio in Katanning. Um, that was one of the, the major issues, and it seems like those houses are, are starting to, to shift around too. So I think codes enforcement over the last year um, was very helpful in that as well. But two years ago, since we talked, um, we did our first survey. We had a 13.91% uh, documented improvement in the borough, and then last year, 13.41%. I'm not sure where this year is going to fall, but we're hoping at least 10% or more per year. And we're definitely on pace by 2027 to basically not have a a blight problem anymore. So it's pretty exciting. Well, I hope that pace continues. Me too. (laughs) I I will say that I've I've seen more dumpsters and more property improvements in Catanian, especially in the spring and summer, than I've ever seen. Yeah. And who knows, would we have seen more if the commodity prices weren't as, as lumber prices and things weren't? That's what, what they were. Yeah. Um, so that, that has been a, a positive sign and that you can see and you can drive down the streets of Catanian and anyone who's not been in town for a couple of years can see. So I, I think from that standpoint, there's been a lot of positive improvements that people have made in their homes and some enforcement on the landlord side, which I hope will continue because there's still a lot of progress still needs to be made. Yeah, no doubt. So um, what... I mean, it's the commodity price thing is really difficult because I, th- I do think one of the main drivers that happened last year, we weren't able to do as much work, but um, through that whole time, people were getting stimulus money. Mm-hmm. And I do think that kind of drove a lot of people to do stink because they had a lot yeah, of free yeah. time I mean, it's and an, a lot of extra it's money. It's an <laughs> unbelievable new world that we live in, right? Will yeah. the world change or whatever is a big, de- is a big challenge, right? Yeah. With more people working from home, you know, that poses a lot of questions on what the future of Catanning could be. 
Um, I guess we'll see. But from a blight standpoint, at least it, there has been pro, po, positive things. And right, I'm not even talking about blight. I'm talking about people who had homes that were livable homes, but they've they've fixed it up or invested in. Right. Um, and I think you've seen that in some sales of homes. I think you've seen sales of homes increase, at least from what I can tell. Yeah. Um, the value of homes go up in town. So that is actually p- pretty positive. Yeah, so it's, it's a good it's a good way. I mean, we're on the negative side, but we're, it's a positive in the negative. Sure, column. sure, sure. <laughs> um, so that's one. I mean, is there anything else you want to say about that? No, no. I think we can talk a little bit more as we talk about making containing more livable town right. later on the show. Yeah, for sure. So we have that one. Um, the other piece of good news, kind of on the negative, the problems to solve thing, is is the downtown. I mean, I, we've seen um, the extraordinary success of the facade grant, which took a, quite a little while to get off the ground. But now it seems like um, a lot of those projects that were initially approved, I'm thinking of Sprankles Market, the old Hutchison Jeweler building, um, you know, those, there's been a lot of, stru- or uh, the um, 700 shop did a really, mm-hmm. really nice uh, remodel of their facade. So a lot of these buildings that were starting to look older, or even some that weren't bad, now look great. Mm-hmm. And so um, a big improvement on the facade downtown and a couple new businesses, yours included. Mm-hmm. Um, and we saw, a lot of the businesses that I were really was really scared about were a lot of the restaurants downtown. Like, would they survive 2020? Mm-hmm. And to see Yamato recently reopened, and now, I mean, every time I've been in there since, they're, like, thriving. So, And they have new ownership. So um, that she seems to really be um, willing to invest in adjusting the menu. So I'm seeing a lot of good things downtown. Still a lot of holes. Yeah. And since then, we've seen maybe the Keystone building downtown become a... Uh, uh, storage building yeah i which... call it the death star <laughs> that's what it looks like <laughs> so none of us are real excited about that one um, but who knows maybe if some of the other buildings start to turn around they would reconsider the use of that one but um your thoughts on downtown well aesthetically you can say it has definitely improved yeah. right you know and um you know we we certainly see more people coming downtown i mean at the at the coffee shop um you know, I still think there's some major gaps in downtown that need to be mm-hmm. filled, addressed, etc. Yeah. Um, what are those? What are those for you? Like when you but, think of it, but just more businesses or yeah. offices downtown, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I see other towns investing in moving people downtown, um, but there's still a lack of, in my in my opinion, right, a lack of. There needs to be more people downtown, right? There needs to be more activity, right? I mean, we're trying to create a vibrant corner with the coffee shop, but there needs to be just a more vibrant street. Right? Right. I think there needs to be a better connection from the river to the trail, and we just need to make downtown more vibrant and more... There needs to be more businesses down there. That's just, that's I can say it flat out, right? Yeah. I think is a, is a, is a well-known fact. I think um, it's a, it's been a good start, but I agree with you. There's there's still a lot of work to be done. Um, some of the major things that I see down, like there's still some empty storefronts that need to be filled with. We need more retail. Sure. Um, you know, it's just the small town specialty kind of shops. Um, I look at places like Foxburg, which Foxburg has like nothing. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's like there's no no people there, but their whole like downtown strip is full of like really cool stuff. So yeah. like uh, there's a winery down there and there's the chocolate shop and we have the coffee shop element now, which um, which get, your place gave me so much hope because I was thinking about um, how much that just completely changed that entire block. Like to have an extra 50, 100, 200 people stopping or walking to your place sure. every single day, it completely changed that one corner of downtown. And so if you can have that kind of thing happen two or three more times downtown, it will... Sh- 
the whole thing will be completely different. Yeah, yeah, and that's all we need. And I think if we had a couple more things or another investment of some form, mm-hmm. you would see more things blossom up, blossom up around it. Yeah. I think a lot of the buildings downtown, too, have second and third floors that are completely unused. It was like for so long, people were just trying to keep the storefront open. Sure. So if the, all the storefronts can begin to succeed downtown, then maybe it makes sense to start investing in those second floor offices and third floor apartments or mm-hmm. whatever it might be. And you'd have then a lot more population downtown. Yeah, I just think we need just more more activity, more people downtown, more economic activity for sure. Yeah. Are there any like big things that you see like, hey, if this happened, you know, that would completely change it? Like, is there anything in your mind? Well, yeah, I think of a couple things that could happen that are bigger things, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, I think if you had a small boutique hotel or something downtown, right? Yeah. 10 rooms, 12 rooms, 20 rooms, whatever. Mm -hmm. Change change the game dramatically, right? Yeah. Um, An investment or an office space downtown, right? If we have 20 or 30 people with decently high-paying jobs downtown would change the game right yeah or instead of a hotel you had some people build some little high-end little apartments would help as well mm-hmm. um you know i still think there's some room for a couple other maybe another food place downtown um you know i think something along those lines would definitely dramatically change yeah um you know, maybe it's a public space or something too i don't know but i think those are some things that i think could uh people have always talked about a sporting goods store in katanning could that survive um I don't know, but I, I do think something that would, I think anything those along, along those lines, hotel, uh, office, uh, more apartments, um, just and, and maybe some form of a public space or something right downtown would be neat too, but, you know, there's, there's challenges. There's challenges for sure. Yeah, and it takes, like, kind of what you guys, uh, what you guys did and what I did, you know, 10 years ago was... I didn't have to buy a building downtown, but I did, but just because I I really wanted to invest in the downtown. And so it's going to take people initially that are willing to kind of take a bigger risk. And then ultimately, as the economy shifts, it'll be less of a risk. But yeah, I don't know if there's an investor out there that's going to be like, yeah, I'm going to build a 20, 20 room hotel or take one of these big buildings and convert it. Be a multi-million dollar project. I don't know if it would, it, it'd be, yeah, it'd, it'd be a real risk of whether that would pay off in the long run. Yeah. Right. Um, but you see in other areas, right, the towns, the counties have put money into doing that. Yeah. And they have reaped the reward from doing that. Right. right. And because of that anchor being there, other things have spun off of it. Right. And you get the peripheral shops, et cetera, that I think would dramatically change the downtown. But I think there's at least a one big thing or we need to do a, a series of combinations of smaller things and just make some minor improvements and keep working and keep promoting to get people downtown would be a good thing. Yeah. And I, I, I think we're primed for a little hotel, honestly. I, I think that it's ready for that. And I don't know if you've tried to book a hotel, but uh, Holiday Inn has been extraordinarily busy. Sure. And the, even Lenape, it's tough, to get a, it's tough to get a room there. Well, there, on there, a, on there the are weekends. a lot of people in Katani who do Airbnb. Because yeah. I know because they come to the shop, right? And they come from all over, New York, Chicago, no connection to Katani. They come for weddings, come for a variety of reasons. We have people come up and stay in Applewald because they want to just – focus and relax right so we see a whole gamut of people i mean the neat thing about me from from 20 months ago was i, I talked to hundreds of visitors from katanning right hundreds of people who used to live in katanning who don't live in katanning as well as people who live in katanning yeah um but we do see out of towners all the time um and it's interesting why they're in town and some people just came because 
They just wanted to get away. And they're from New York City. No connection to Catani whatsoever. So yes, I mean, I, I see the need for uh, a boutique hotel or something along those lines. I don't have a million dollars invested to do it, or I might. <laughs> <laughs> um, because I do think it would be, and, you know, could be a, a good thing. We got to get past COVID. Yeah. Um, but, you know, you could have, I think that would be, again, when people have weddings and there's different things in town, I think it would be very full. Yeah. Um, so I think it's a, it would be a good investment. Um, and I think that would dramatically change the downtown area. Yeah. Dramatically. Yeah. I think of like um, the Twisted Thistle, how mm-hmm. they took that building, made a really nice restaurant downstairs, mm-hmm. and then they added the hotel rooms above. I know they've had a lot of issues with COVID, and they're, I think they're currently closed right now. But um, but I think Katanning, there would be a lot more demand for something like that than than even somewhere like Leechburg. Sure. Um, especially once the trail gets completed, which we'll talk about here in a little bit. But Sure. So downtown, we're saying like... Um, Small improvement, yeah. but a lot of room. For I think visually, it's a it, there's significant improvement, right? Yeah. I think there's a lot of room to put some economic things and put some economic thinking behind. Yeah. You know, how can we make this more vibrant and more of an economic engine for the region? Yeah, I think it's like sprinkles. They made, they made a pretty big investment there on the exterior yeah. of their building. It and it looks like a totally different place. Interior, it's it is a, a little bit different, but it's. The layout hasn't really changed yeah, all that and much. and they've done a great thing. They were supposed to make even a bigger improvement, but there were some issues with being them in the floodplain. And the oh, yeah. and, but that would have been even better. But what Sprinkles has done has been phenomenal, and it's helped. I think it's encouraged some more interest in town, and it's bringing more people downtown. So I think that Sprinkles has been a, a, a big positive yeah. in town. One thing I think we really need, um, which I'm planning to do, is kind of take our, our property improvement map that we have for the residential areas and do one for the commercial buildings in Katianning. Because mm-hmm. um, that way we could show um, the improvements every year, like actual improvements, and then the other ones would be storefronts that were empty that are now full. Sure. So we'd have a couple different metrics there we, that we could measure. And then we'd more be able to, which is something we're going to talk about later too, being able to market yeah. our commercial properties and mm-hmm. show people, hey, there's... 2,000 square feet available here. Here's a 10,000 square feet available here. Sure. If we had that on one central location that we could then tell some businesses. Even, um, I remember a long time ago, Leslie Wolf, she had a she had an idea. She doesn't live here anymore, but I mm-hmm. wish she did because she was such a good like driver of cool ideas. But she said, hey, what if you had a, a market of like all these empty buildings downtown? And this was pre-COVID. She said, companies like UPMC that might have... 40 employees that travel in from Catanning yeah. or from Armstrong County, wouldn't it be cool if they had a little satellite office on a second, third floor of a building here where they could just have a high-speed internet in, they could work three days from here, but now even with COVID, they could work two days in office in Catanning where they're all together at sure. least, and then three days they could work from home or whatever it might be. There's probably some, there's probably a lot of unique opportunities that COVID created that Catanning and other small towns in the region would be primed to take advantage of. Yeah, and the, there's a there's virtually no good office space right. in Catanning. Again, it would take a big investment, but that could pay off. Um, you see a lot of other t- smaller towns now getting some of these companies or getting satellite offices. Yeah, and they're making making progress with office space. Yeah, it's so interesting too. You look at like the IPO market in Pittsburgh is crazy right now. Mm-hmm. You have like Duolingo just did a multi billion dollar. You have all these tech companies that are down there working on, and I'm sure a lot of them are office jobs that could be remote. The people that are looking for maybe more affordable housing. Sure. Could Catanning or Ford City or somewhere in Armstrong County, could we attract something like that? Um, so interesting thought. Mm-hmm. 
So anyway, so downtown improved, still a lot of opportunity available. Um, the next one, uh, local government. Been a struggle. Well, the, 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 struggle city, man. Do you want? I mean, you, you can talk on that. I mean, I mean, I'm I'm really I've I've met Sam a few times. We've worked with Sam on a couple projects already. He's just a couple months into the job as borough manager. I think he's great. Yeah. Will he stay? I don't know. Because um, it's been like I've been so encouraged and so discouraged so many times over the last two years with hiring and then people leaving, hiring people leaving, and it's we need and, continuity. Yeah. We desperately need continuity. <laughs> Well, I like Sam. I don't know if I don't know what else I can say other be on the positive front about the government. I will continue to preach this. With eight council members and a mayor, it's just a too cumbersome body to work with, mm-hmm. right? The county three commissioners is absolutely not needed, right? I've worked for billion dollar <laughs> companies and they have one guy run it, right? And right. the it's just how things get done, even um, these towns that you see who are, have moved quickly, quickly out of poverty and have improved, um, they typically have one or two people driving things. Right. Um, and then, you know, we're still missing, in my opinion, from a governmental standpoint, someone in charge of bringing people into the county mm-hmm. and helping businesses. Right. I just said, I was telling you a story about this little town, Independence, Oregon. Yep. They have an economic development director for a town smaller than Catani. And a well-versed guy, I'm sure he's probably making eighty or $90,000 a year, articulate, and has the connections to do this. Pittsburgh has thousands, literally thousands of people through nonprofits and whatnot working on this, as well as a whole team. They have a whole innovation team, computer scientists, data scientists. And we have nobody really focused on improving the towns. Right. I think there's a, there's a gap there. But there's a lot of gaps, government, I don't know what the answer is. I, I'm hoping that Sam can can really have a major impact. Yeah, and if someone like, I mean, Sam has a, a driver personality. From what I've seen so far, he, he if he has a task, he's going to get it done. Um, obviously, we need a codes enforcement officer along with that. My, my understanding was we had one, but they must have backed out. I haven't heard the story on that yet. But right now, we don't have a codes officer, as far as I know. Um, they're still hiring a third-party company coming from Grove City to take care of code violations, which is... It's it's tough. Sure, it's tough to have real continuity when you're that kind of disconnected from Katanning itself. So that's been a continuing frustration for me. On the county level, is a similar story. Um, you know, you had the industrial development council had just a big shakeup recently, which then created a shakeup in the um, in the other develop planning and development office as well. So now those two are kind of merging, which is going to be a whole new set of learning mm-hmm. and. Uh, delay <laughs> sure. in the things that we want to see done. So, I mean, I like all the people there. I like the things that are happening, but there just hasn't been, there hasn't been the driving vision and there hasn't been any continuity of people to be able to, to get things done. It's like the, the tail of government is just way too long from the time <laughs> a project starts to the time it finishes. And if you, if you switch people three times in between a two-year project, it's just so discombobulated yeah there's a lot there's a lot of disjointedness (laughs) yeah so that's a continuing frustration for me sam if you're watching this stay around for a while man we we need (laughs) we need you (laughs) um so uh that one to me is like completely level no change whatsoever in two years And, and i will say this i still think the best position that the county could hire is a growth officer that assists katanian or fort city with the whole purpose of growing the town. That's your remit, and you give them the power to do that. 
mm-hmm. and see what they can do for a couple of years. See if they can help bring businesses in. If they help bring people in. Yeah. Right? I mean, for just the cost of a salary for a couple of years, we waste a lot of government money all over the country, right? I'm sure that this would be at least a, a, a decent effort. Yeah, it'd be nice if there was even just someone that was um, a grant writer available at the county level to help the boroughs work sure, on Sure, but I think you need direction. You need to know what you're writing grants for. Yeah, oh, I agree with that, yeah. But that person should be like, um, have that kind of specialty that can then justify a salary. Yeah. Because it's tough. I know that the county and the boroughs, are they're all in difficult situations because the tax base is just, it's shrunk so much. And you're trying to maintain all this infrastructure with less and less taxes. And so... Um, people that come in, they have to they have to prove their value within the first couple of years, or else, like you said, you just you move on to the next person or try something else. Sure. So, anyway, uh, the last one, addiction, mm-hmm. um, also has a not a not a great story. Uh, twenty twenty, and all the events of that, um, and into early twenty twenty one. My anticipation was that the overdose deaths would have been worse in twenty twenty because of all the isolation. That was not the case. Um, 2020 was kind of level. 2021, however, has been the worst year on record already, and we still have several months to go. And so it's quite a heartbreaking story on the addiction front. Um, I mean, you could tell why. You can see what would drive people to use drugs and alcohol over the course of the last couple of years with all the job loss, a lot of um, isolation, and then um, a whole boatload of extra money, which is probably not real great for somebody that uh, that doesn't have something good to spend it on. So, um, so just kind of the perfect storm that, that makes addiction in really, go in a really bad direction. The one good front that I have to say is, well, I guess a couple things. The, um, um, what's it called down here on the corner? The AIDC? Yeah, so the Drug and Alcohol Commission um, brought in the, I forget what they call the place though. Anyways, I'll think of it here as soon as we turn off the camera, I'm sure. <laughs> Um, but they have built a really nice place down there um, that's going to be able to expand the, the things that they're able to do. And it creates a little community space that, that, that's in there. I've seen pictures of it, planning to make a video on it at some point, uh, but I haven't got to go tour it. But from what I've seen, it's a really nice, neat space that they have to not only counsel people, but to give them positive things to do and, um, and continue on in recovery. The other thing is we are still raising money for Hope Center. We are like a couple hundred dollars away from $83,000. We just got a grant, although we haven't found out how much it's for. So we're on the road to raising $129,000. And that will be a 25 to 30 bed facility somewhere here in the boondocks of Armstrong County. It'll be far away from everything. And it'll be an awesome place for people to have Christian-based recovery. That is like proven. Mm -hmm. It's 60 to 70% recovery rates. Their most recent year, I think, was 68%. So two out of every three people that enter into that house are going to leave with a job, with a relationship with God and a whole new like church family, and they're going to leave with um, with money. Like if you think about uh, a lot of the problems when people come out of prison, it's like they don't have a job, they don't have a money, and they don't have any new friends. And so it's real easy to fall back into the old mm-hmm. lifestyle. This is going to solve all of those issues for these people that graduate from the program. So I'm super excited about it, obviously. But um, I don't know how much you have to say about. Yeah, I mean that's not my. That's not your a- area of expertise, yeah. <laughs> and, I, I, and I don't want to speak about it. But I do think a lot of it can be economic, right? And yes. and family, right? I mean that's that's <laughs> that has been a really like they say if you if you 
you can identify who's going to succeed in life in most cases by their education and did their parents stick together, mm-hmm. right? And the, the numbers are overwhelming in that case. But here there's a challenge because there's not a lot of economic, you know, this strive. Like I would say this, hey, it was really good for one of the best things for me when I was 22 years old, getting to go to New York City and getting to work with these guys who are making deals and, and understanding kind of that that kind of culture and the business mentality and that helped that helped shape me and keep me focused um but you know there's like i would say lack of mentors and lack of like things to look up to here so i think if we can change things economically i think that does that does help for sure yeah and i think katanning for so long it was based around manufacturing Mm -hmm. and so if you're Grand, grandpa and your dad worked at the factory, then you were playing, like, that's what you strove for, was you were going to work at the factory. And then when places, things like PPG closed and Elger, and we, I mean, we know the story. That That's kind of where it seemed like the poverty mentality and the drug scene really took off in this area. And so there is going to have to be some kind of economic driver long term. Absolutely. Um, so, but I look at places like... Um, like Oberg and a lot of the manufacturer Bergads, uh, places around here that have really invested and expanded. There is the manufacturing base that is starting to come back, but it's it's not the same as it was. But mm-hmm. we don't have the same amount of people we had before sure, either. Sure. So, um, so if you have things like that continue to rise, obviously the education around here, the hospitals, those kinds of things. There's there are some good things happening that um, economically long term could could help to solve that problem. So. All right, we've talked about the four problems. Yeah. We're probably taking way too much time. <laughs> but a lot of those things will bleed into this other sure. stuff, too. Okay, so. let's go. So number one on the positive side, local vibe. Yeah. Um, how do you think the local vibe's changed over the last two years? I think it's better. I think it's really better with the improvement, too. It's really tough because, again, this is a whole new world with COVID. Yeah. There's challenges. There's less people getting together. Um, there's been less events, mm-hmm. right? You see, you see the festival ca- canceled. We things, see things like Light Up Night, Morph. Um, so that, th- this is still, uh, there's positivity though. I, I can say that, Hey, I see people come into the coffee shop every day and they're extremely positive. Yep. Right. People would not believe how positive people are yeah. given if you just look at the containing on paper. Yep. Right. And I think some of the improvements and I think, uh, you know, a lot of people are doing well and being positive through this whole situation that we've been in. So local vibe, we'll see how things turn after we get through this. Um, and we'll just have to see how that plays out. Yeah. <laughs> I think as the events have come back in 2021, and the coffee shop, I think, has been the biggest changer for local vibe downtown. Um, I can't. I just cannot stress that enough, how big of a shift that has caused um, in my own mind and in people that I talk to. Because it's like when people come back from California and they come and they find, like, actually, like, good mm-hmm. coffee, mm-hmm. it's one of those things that's just, like, it's essential for a town at this point. People like, show up from California and say, where's the guy who shoots those videos? <laughs> yeah. I, that does happen, actually. <laughs> so I, I, knew, I do know the videos have changed the local vibe as well, if, if for nothing else, just to tell the positive story of what's happening around here. So for me, like local vibe is starting to completely shift. I have so, so much fewer negative conversations than I had in the beginning of doing this. And my, the, the question I ask everyone, if, if you've been away for five years and then they come back and they come and find me because they watch mm-hmm. videos, I always ask them, so how... What's Katanning like now versus five years ago? Yep. And they're all they all say, it is it's totally changed. Like it's way, way better than it was five years ago. And so I think those of us that live here, 
we see the incremental changes, but when people have been away for a long time and come back, they're like, wow, this is really, really great. Yes. If you need to grab that, go ahead. Yeah, let's pause. Yeah. <laughs> I have no idea why I'm getting so many chats. <laughs> so, uh, we're going to, well, we're not going to pause. I'm just going to keep going, but I'll, keep going. I'll, I'll talk to you from a distance. So the second one, so for Mike. It was not an emergency. It was trying to find out something about my mother's birthday. Okay. <laughs> well, that's important to Nothing you. Nothing is, I thought something was burning down. <laughs> so um, the local vibe, I'm saying greatly improved. Mike is saying somewhat improved, which probably just reflects our personalities in general. Uh, <laughs> the next one, arts and culture. Yeah. How do you think arts and culture? Well, I think, it's, I think it's to a debatable thing, right? I think there's some positives. I so saw Georgie painted some arts and stuff on the um, um, the health center. I don't know if you know that. She painted some murals on the health center. I did not see that. Um, just recently? In the alleys for where the people come out and they um, congregate. Okay. Um, yeah, just last week. So I thought that was positive. Um, but look, I think there is, um, I think it's good. I think it's moving in the right direction. I think the biggest catalyst or the biggest thing that's up in the air here is what's going to happen with the museum, particularly if they get that front yard. Yep. Uh, what will they turn that into? I'd love to see that turned into like a big art thing in the middle of it or something that it's like a nice community space. Totally agree. I think that would be a huge uh, changer. Could be a possible game changer as yep. far as the art scene. Yeah, I think um, if you had like a um, Native American history and arts museum, like build over there, a mm-hmm. two-floor building, okay? This is my dream. This would be like a $10 million project. <laughs> On the top floor, you'd have a Native American history and art museum, and then, or a Lenape, you know, that whole um, scene. Sure. Tell the story of Katanning from start to finish. And then on the bottom floor, have like a lot of open space, um, a lot of windows, and have a, like a really nice wedding venue. Yeah. Uh, like a place that you could rent out and have a 100 person event, 100 mm-hmm. to 200 person event. And they have the space over there to do that. They'd have to hit some kind of big federal grant probably to do that. Yeah. But there's, there's a lot of. They'd have to want to do it too. Yeah, they have to be sold on that vision. But I, I, but there are places like that all across the country, mm-hmm. in Pittsburgh as well, yeah. that they take that are that are arts places, venue places, meeting places. Yeah, and I think right in the center of town there, where that is, would be just phenomenal. I think yeah. that's a huge opportunity. I think we're very much aligned in that. Yeah. Also, Brandy uh, opened a. Um, uh, art gallery in town. Yeah, the Poor so, Dirty Art Gallery studio. So that studio. is, that is a, a positive thing we should, we should note as well. It's very cool. Yeah, and a um, couple things in the works. And we have we have a building identified. We have already the some money behind it as well to do a big mural downtown. It'll be the first of a series of what I'm hoping will be at least four murals that will tell the story of history and um, local like outdoors activity of our, of our city. I think it'll be really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, we just haven't there's nothing tangible to point to yet, but there's definitely progress being made. I've been really distracted raising money for Hope Center, so I haven't been raising money for it. But um, but that's definitely on the list for next year to, to get one of those in the books. So good things coming. But so some small improvements so yeah. far, but yeah. but a lot more a lot more to do. Okay. The next one, outdoors and amenities. I think there's a lot of good stories to tell here. Personally. Yes. You go ahead with your story. So um, the. The, the most exciting one, like what I believe is the future economic driver of this town, is the trail. Mm-hmm. So you have the uh, Pittsburgh to Erie Trail, which just recently there was a, I think it's a 14-mile stretch that goes from Roston um, and meets up with where the trail ends, I don't know where, somewhere down Leechburg Way. Um, or I guess it goes down to Freeport. Shenley and... Yeah. So 
that stretch is now opened up and um, the Rosebud had some mining rights to it. And I, I believe that they'll start building the trail here to connect it all within the next couple of years. At the same time, the Brady Tunnel should be opening within the next couple of years as well. So we're just like, we're on the cusp of that trail being potentially hundreds of thousands of people through this town every year. Um, that would be a total, total game changer. It would be like the premier stop, potentially, yeah. coming out of Pittsburgh. Well, just so people know that Catani is, f- by tr- by that trail, was around 47 miles outside of Pittsburgh. Yeah. And the average trail trail trip, if you do the Gap Trail to Washington or any of these trails across the country, is about 50 miles. And then they... Yeah. they so Catani would be primed as a stopping point. And it would really be primed because you could get people who make day trips from Pittsburgh, spend the night in Catani, and go back. Yeah. So that is why it's... When I, when I say it's millions of dollars of potential economic development, it really is, based yeah. on this would be a stopping point. Now, I think there's a lot of improvement that still needs to be taking place in the trail. W- one of the things I'd like to see is... Uh, well, I'd like to see the whole trail in Catanian almost needs to be redone, in my opinion. It needs to be updated. It's, resurfaced. It's resurfaced yeah. and, and freshened up. I don't know if we could print. Shru- shrubbery, trees, something to make it more visually appealing. Mm-hmm. Right? Um I can say as a downtown business owner, we don't get a lot of trail traffic mm-hmm. because there's no connection. I'd love to see a connection from the trail to the park or something to bring it. You see a lot of these towns that have are getting, Pittsburgh in general, it's getting rid of a lot of streets and, or at least cutting the streets in half and putting bike lanes and stuff in it. Yeah, I would almost like to see some, whether it's Jacob Street or one of these streets, just like get rid of the parking and just put a trail through there and then bring people between the park and the trail and, and more people kind of through town yeah, would be would be something I think we really need to consider from an infrastructure standpoint, understanding that this is coming and we need to get the people off the trail and in through town a little more. Right. Yeah, I can't remember the actual numbers, but um, I know if you're, a, if you're a kind of a pass-through town on the trail, yeah. it's like $17 in economic activity yeah. for people that stop. And if you're an overnight stop, it's like 300 Like it... So I know I know that hotel piece, ha- like we have to have something once that happens. Um, otherwise, we're not going to be able to take advantage. Like it needs needs places. People need places to stay. So whether that's fifty more places in town doing Airbnb, or or whether that's a, a, a small hotel that's here on this side of the river, um, something like that would be huge as well. Just have a place for people to stay. Because um, I don't think if you look at the the gap. All those little towns, they now have either really nice Airbnbs or small hotels. And a place like Confluence, which is like a town that had absolutely nothing, mm-hmm. all of a sudden has like five restaurants in it. Sure. For a town of like 75 people. <laughs> sure. It's unbelievable. And but it's all driven by the trail. I, I do think there needs to, this is where it gets scary. There needs to be some planning from the civic side of saying, okay, this trail is going to come to Catania. How can we squeeze it economically? Yeah. Right? And make it, like I said, how do we get people to move in and out through town? How do we get people to stay here? There needs to be peripheral economic pieces that kind of bolt onto the trail almost. Yep, I totally agree. I know there is work uh, coming on the signage, mm-hmm. so I know that's 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 being planned and try to get people, um, at least as they're going on the trail, to know that, hey, there's a restaurant this way, there's a coffee shop this way, and oh, by the way, there's a really nice riverfront park that you should go check out. Mm-hmm. So I know that's in the works. Um, I haven't heard Maybe anything. an updated museum and, and a... That would be great. Some more community art and things like that. Or a museum that's open yeah. during the time <laughs> that people are, are passing through would be good, too. So um, so all of those things are definite, definite opportunities. Um, the other thing 
that we kept seeing over and over again was um, farmers markets and community gardens mm-hmm. on the outdoors and infra- or amenities that pe- that millennials and younger were looking for when they moved to a small town. Mm-hmm. They wanted coffee shops <laughs> and farmers markets, and you would think that they would want like um, good schools and those kinds of things. But those things were on the list. But I think those farmers markets and coffee shops were actually higher on the list. Interesting enough. Interestingly enough. So um, we started the community garden, and our plan actually is to have a farmer's market in our um, church parking lot. Like, that's our dream. So um, that's in the works as well. Um, we're in the just baby stages of the community garden, and if you drive by, you'll see two huge holes in the ground mm-hmm. because we're doing water infrastructure and we're setting things up for it to be really amazing next year. So um, just keep, keep an eye on that. I know you will because your parents live like 100 yeah. feet from it. So. Yeah, 50. <laughs> <laughs> so. um, yeah, I... I yeah, and I'd be curious too. I, I do think there's an aspect that I think the Cal- Armstrong County could do something to maybe attract more people. We have some of these reserves or whatever you would call like Kalashonic area, right? I think that's some form of reserve. I'm not sure how you would articulate that um, or how that's labeled, right? Mm-hmm. I would say that Armstrong County is one of only four counties in the state that don't have a state park. Yeah. Um, and that is, that's a ne- negative economic thing for us. Um, if we could turn one of those into something or promote some of those or get more of those yeah. and, and get some county promotion. Because uh, you see a big shift of people moving to places outdoors. Mm-hmm. Right? If you look at all the cities and towns that are growing, a lot of them are pretty close to outdoor amenities. Yep. And COVID has energized that even more. Um, so I think there can maybe be some more things from the county standpoint to get some more act- outdoor activities going and and more places for outdoor activity too. Yeah. I should mention too, another big positive development. It's not hyper-local to us, but Crooked Creek has really um, made a lot of investment down there Mm -hmm. in creating more trails and um, the Frisbee golf uh, system they put in. And then the out, I think it's the Outdoor Discovery Center. Mm -hmm. They've begun a remodel there as well to have some places, um, not only to stay and do retreats, but also just updating their facility. So that's, that's maybe more Fort City, but or maybe more Armstrong County. Yeah. But um, that's probably the closest thing we have to a state park sure, around here. Sure, sure. And um, but they and they've they've been doing some. It good brings work. people in, and people go over there to camp. Mm-hmm. And um, boy, if we had another place like that, or something better, right? Even and and promote it a little bit better. I think you would, that would benefit. Yeah, hundred percent. Okay. Um, how about uh, marketing and promotion? This is your specialty. I don't know. I know. It's my specialty. <laughs> and I don't think I'm going to give a, a great grade to it. I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, other than you, right? <laughs> yeah. I mean, Who, it, who's out there promoting the town? Who's out there? Um, there isn't somebody. I mean, that's the reality, in my opinion. The fact that I'm the one that comes to mind is not a, is not not a, a good, good sign. Thing. Yeah. Not a good thing. I'm happy to do it, and I'm, but it's not, it's not my – obviously, I can't devote 100% of my time to it. Um, but that's been another another frustrating thing, right? Because we've had the tourist bureau is the main driver of that, mm-hmm. and I really like our new tourist bureau director, Mike Bruno. I think is going to do a fantastic job. But over the past two years, if we're grading it on that standpoint, we lost the tourist bureau director. Went many months without yeah. one. Gained one that wasn't uh, very effective by by the at least the board's standards. Yeah. She was she left, and then we had another long stretch without one. And so we heard there's not been any continuity in the marketing piece. Yeah. I think Mark, and, I think Mike has a lot of great ideas, and we'll do a good job. And his piece, so it's just the tourist side, though. Yeah. But like, in if there was somebody in place, think about the last year, right? How many people have moved out of cities, right? Yes. And they're going to these other towns, right? But there was no promotion, like, 
hey, move to Armstrong County, we lower cost of living, we have outdoor activities, we're, we're changing things around, right? There was that message was not, you know, pummeled through the airwaves like some of these other places have done to attract people. Right. Um, there needs to be someone, I keep saying this, needs to be somebody promoting the town yeah. uh, and, and getting us press and just making the right connections and bridges because people can't move here, people can't travel here, et cetera, if they don't know of it. <laughs> yep. And, um, I mean, Katanning, we talked, I remember in our original conversations we were talking about to get the town to have a website. They do have a website now, but it's purely informational. Mm-hmm. It's not attractional. Right. It's not a marketing piece. It's just mm-hmm. for local people to be able to get in some sure. basic level of information, <laughs> which is which is good. It's a positive step, but it's not what we need as far as promoting. Yeah, I mean, if you look at any of the towns that are ranked among the best towns in America to live in, right? Yeah, they have phenomenal websites to tell you where to stay, where to eat, you know, what to buy, where to shop, and even even if starting a business, click this link, right? We'll get right. Want to move here? These are the details, right? Yeah, and um, that doesn't exist here in Katani. Yeah, we brainstormed at one point some videos to do, and I, I've neglected to make those. So part of that's on me. I, I could do better in my part too. So, um, so I, I agree with you when I say when marketing promotion, I would say has been almost completely stagnant, um, if not if not we're further behind because <laughs> the world has moved forward. Yeah, maybe, maybe. Yeah, so okay, and the last one, which kind of uh, goes with all of these things, um, great. The, all the best small towns in America are great places to live. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know that we want to go and just say that Catanning is now officially a great place to live, but is Catanning a better place to live than it was 27 months ago? Well, I think we have a major gap. I think it's a better place to, you could say it is, right, for a couple things, right? Yeah. Um, and I think there's, well, two things, right? I think there is a huge opportunity because of work from home culture, right? Yeah. I mean, I work in, my headquarters is in Livermore, California, right? right? And I work in Catanning. Um and I know so many people, so many friends work for big companies who are now all work from home, right? Making very good incomes. Yep. Right? That man, wouldn't you rather have them, wouldn't you like to have some of these people living in Catania and investing in the air? Just for me, the thing about just how much more money, I always think about this, right? There's about, I don't know, I've tried to figure this out, how much I spend on parking, gas, and food in the city of Pittsburgh over the course of the year. Um, that now I spend here in Catanning, right? Yeah. I mean, at the Allegheny Mariner or whatever, right? Uh, and just locally and buying different things from local shops and local people, right? It's it's It was over $10,000, I think, of what my impact was. When you add on parking and I'm gas sorry. today, it's like $25. Yeah. Um, and if we could get these people, more people working from home in Catanning, you know, I, I, th- I think we're still in the first inning of this. I think working from home is good. Look, the tools have always existed. Yep. I, I work for multiple companies, and none of them are in, only one of them is in this time zone. <laughs> um, so I think there's an opportunity um, if we create a better space for people to, for, for young professionals to live. I think the biggest gap is we're not seeing young families move in. Hmm. And I think the biggest concern from my standpoint is just how many rental properties we have. Yeah. I think if you would start seeing young families move in um that would change things economically um and really start to shift the town around yeah i totally agree i think we're um i think it's definitely better than it was 27 months ago there's been a lot of good strides but we are nowhere near um 
starting to write to some of these magazines and telling them to come and visit Catanning because it's it's this, the best hidden place in the country. And we're definitely not there yet. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of things that need to happen between now and then. But I think there's just the value of having this conversation. Hopefully, hopefully some people that are decision makers or people with an entrepreneurial spirit will watch this conversation, realize some of the gaps that are still out there. And I mean, every single one of these gaps is an opportunity that's there to potentially change your income, change your, <laughs> change your economic life or move to a small town and have a completely different life than kind of in being in the rat race of Pittsburgh or, sure. or anywhere else. Well, I mean, look at my sense of community, right? I get up, I got to work at the coffee shop, I ride my bike. Look, at, I mean, just from the, I can say the health benefits are, benefits are phenomenal, right? Yeah. I have a nice sense of community. I have, uh, I'm able to afford a nice home because I live in Catania. It's one of the more cost, most economic places to live. Right. Right. And that's a story that it could be the same for a lot of people, right? Yeah. It's a healthier quality of life. It's, and people say, well, you know, what about this? Well, there's. Plenty of restaurants to go to around here. Yeah. Right. You know, we went took the girls to Disney on Ice in downtown Pittsburgh, and, and took us fifty minutes to get to the to get from our seats in the arena to our house. Right. You know, so that stuff is is convenient. I think Catanning is I, I call it almost like a satellite town of Pittsburgh. Yeah. So I mean, it's very convenient to get in and out of the city with twenty eight, um, but it's a much slower pace of life. Um, there's opportunity. There's I always say health benefits. You can do this. You can do that. And there's economics of, of, of being able to afford to do different things. Yeah. I think so, the mentality is starting to shift away from being in a, in a suburb. I think people would now would rather be in a, or at least yeah. would be rather be in a small town like Catanning than be in a suburb, um, which just kind of, you're still in the rat race there. You're yeah. just disconnected from your job. And if you're going to be disconnected from your job, you might as well have a nice small town around you. Yeah. I mean, I think COVID's making a lot of people rethink, okay, what, how, how I live my life, what's success, right? Yeah. Um, you know, how it, 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 you can do basically anything you can do in Wall Street in Catani. Yeah. This is the fact of the matter. Um, so yeah, I think there's a huge opportunity. Mm. I think there, we need to make some strides. And I would say this, one of the unbelievably nice things about Catani is it actually has a pretty good housing stock mm-hmm. that most of the homes, because Catani used to be a very wealthy town. Even though they're older homes, are extremely well built. Oh yeah, right. It's a fairly nicely laid out town. It's not on hills or anything like that. Right. We have a bike trail. We have a river. Um, there are marketable assets. If you look at the best cities in the world, the best towns in the world versus Catania from a layout perspective, from a housing stock perspective, right? Catania can compete with those. Mm-hmm. Right? We just need to track the young people, um, and I say it's young families. Yeah, I think is is, is a vital economic thing because we have. We are we skew older, yep, and um, you know we need to get more younger people to drive the economic engine and yep. and and invest more back into town. Yep, totally agree. Because you need, I mean, you need young entrepreneurial people too. I mean, it, even if they don't have a family yet, if they're willing to come here and kind of invest in the town, sure. um, they'll have a family eventually. <laughs> or just being able to keep the top ten percent yeah, of our yeah. high school kids. I, I wish we could do something where if you bought a home in Catania, you would get. Like ten thousand, like Vermont's giving people ten thousand dollars to move to move to Vermont, right? Mm-hmm. If we there was some form of something we could pilot with Pennsylvania and say, you move to Catania, we give you whatever ten thousand, fifteen thousand dollars. You have to live here as your primary. Some stipulation, right? Right. To just to just get things rolling, even just to get press. Yeah. Right. <laughs> right? Just get uh, people to pay attention. To uh, just to say, hey, there's an actual place here, and maybe maybe I should look into moving up here, um, or over here, wherever it may be. Um, 
And I will say this. Let me say this too, Andrew. In the last year, there's been a lot of climate issues in the country. Yeah. Right? Because I work in the environmental space, right? The, the West has some serious water issues. Yeah, and they fire drought, issues. Fires, <laughs> right, right. Um, and you see hurricane issues. The Great Lakes, so people have been saying this, the Great Lakes region is, is being held as a climate refuge. Yeah, for sure. Um, and they actually think the... So Catania, like, a lot of things, places you have to worry about all these other things, forest fires or, or not having any water yeah. um, that is plaguing California right now. Um we have in Catani, and we're pretty much one of the safest, least disaster-prone areas to live. Yeah. Um, two years ago, people didn't think about that, but I, I think people might start thinking about that more and more. Yeah. Um, well, that's a, it's a great point. It's, it's like, if you look at the most beautiful weeks in Catani throughout the entire year, it's when there's some kind of major destructive hurricane in the south. <laughs> and we get, like, the most beautiful weather of all time. It's, like, 72 and sunny here. For weeks on end. And we've had that over the last few weeks. And it's because of the hurricanes that come through. And we also get a lot less snow. We get less snow than D.C. Yeah. Because the big storms come up the coast. Uh, it does get cold here, but... Where I'm from was Great Lakes region. Uh-huh. And they get 20 below for three weeks every winter. Yeah. So it's a totally different situation than there, too. And we're, But we're still getting kind of all of the lake effect, the good side of it, without being in Erie, where you get five feet of snow a couple sure, times sure, a year. Sure. <laughs> so we're, yeah, we're in a nice area. It's a very good pocket. It is a very good pocket. I don't think people realize that either. At least, like I said, someone who's sitting in Las Vegas right now and worried about whether they're going to have water. Their water bill's $300, $500 a month. Right. I could send everyone to Minnesota maybe for a couple <laughs> of years, and then when they come back, they'll be like, wow, this is awesome. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We've covered a lot of space. If you guys have other things that you would want to talk about, maybe you could put them in the comments for us, and um, we could revisit those things. Um, there's you, little- you should recap some of the bigger things. I think... We yeah. talked about hotels. Yeah. We, that, that would be some big things to change the area. We talked about the, the impact of the trail. Yep. I think there's some, some good things that we've discussed here. Yeah, the downtown stuff that's uh, that's really starting to come alive. And we're seeing the fa- facades improve. And I, I think we're going to see a couple of those storefronts fill up here over the next year. Um, the continuing redevelopment of the residential neighborhoods and basically removing the blighted properties so that investment starts to make sense. We're really seeing that turn the corner. Um yeah, those are these are some of the major issues. And then when Hope Center opens, I really believe we're going to turn a corner on the addiction front too. And we're going to be losing less of our population to overdose deaths, and um, we'll see families start to be healed, which will create all the the next generation will be able to grow up in a better environment than the last one did. Excellent. And, and Excellent. I think that's going to completely shift the the tone of our city as well. So it's coming. Excellent. This is pretty positive. Yeah, it's slow but steady. <laughs> slow but steady, my friend. Um, we'll try to go less than 27 months between the next update. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> but uh, well, I, I do think it's a pivotal time when we come out of COVID because I'm, I'm positive that we will here. Yes. Um, really what happens macroeconomically, microeconomically, how we position Catani and is Catani positioned to, to benefit. Yeah. So um, stay tuned for more on that. We'll be back sooner than later, um, sooner than 27 months for sure. Keep up the good work, my friend. All right. Sounds good, Andrew. Talk to you soon. <laughs>